legit. Hi. My God, McLeod, this is where you live? No wonder you're working on that house. <laughs> no, actually, I live upstairs. Oh, that's quite nice. Yeah, it is. No, you don't want to go up there right now. I don't want to go up there? No, it's nothing to see. It's a mess. A mess? Yeah. Well, fine. We'll, we'll go out. Uh, Kit, um, about that dinner, can we just put it off for now? Mac, this is very important. Well, I know, I know it is. It's just that, uh, not right now. Tomorrow morning is... Now's not a good time. Why? Ah, there's a lady upstairs, isn't there? Uh, yeah, I got it. Yeah. Introduce her. No, no, she, introduce she, me. She's, I, she's I, I, shy. She's, she's really shy. Oh, she's shy. <laughs> oh, okay, the picture's clear, fine. Okay, as long as you promise me tomorrow. Oh, promise. Without fail. No, without fail. I'm just thinking the last time I actually saw you with a lady. You remember that? No. Sure you do. It was that thieving bitch, Amanda. Oh, kid, I'm surprised you remember her. Amanda? Oh, I remember her. Some rat's got it, and he's probably winning. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. And this week, we are going to be tackling the fifth episode of season four, Double Eagle, which is one of the sillier episodes of (laughs) Highlander. It's going to be a lot of fun. But before we tackle that, we've got a little reader mail and, of course, some fuel to get us in the mood little snack review to start off the show <laughs> this is where we're really leaning into these snacks lately well i, I had them like, as a snackman i'm very into it yeah i had them so i figured why waste it and not put it on the podcast why waste it just eat them like <laughs> normal people yeah we should talk about it and you can enjoy the rumpled bag sounds and our chewing rumpled bag sounds isn't that the guy who uh spins hay into gold i think it is all right so before we jump into a snack hey kyle how about you read us this email from jim s that looks looks like a weighty tome in your hand there it is but he had a kind of great way to think about the series as a whole Oh, so I'm reading like someone's grand thesis. Well, it's 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 a nice way to like kind of I don't know. I think it's cool for people that are rewatching at home how you can think about the show. All right, we're ready for this dissertation from Jim's guys. Two emails in one day. You must be asking what you've done wrong to merit two emails from from super fan, which sounds better than super stalker Jim S. <laughs> Very good. My first day was long and was really about the flame war you guys are in the midst of fanning. Yes, we read that last week and it was very war. fun. Yeah. We're actually still waiting back to hear waiting to hear back from uh brian's brian's on that topic but this episode is interesting because it sets the theme of the season this is homeland he's talking about now back when i was young and thought i was smart i came up with a notion that each season had a theme season one was introduction when we got introduced to the world of highlander can introduction be a theme i i in some ways i mean it is laying out like the groundwork for the rules and stuff Mm -hmm. Eh, i can give it a pass fair enough 
We get introduced to the world of Highlander. We meet Mac, his mentor Connor, and his two best friends, Fitz and Amanda. And we meet his greatest teacher, Darius. Despite season one being largely improvised and done on the fly, we do actually meet the most important people in Mac's life, including great villains like Xavier St. Cloud. Is Tessa not even mentioned in that paragraph? Nope. <laughs> I've forgotten already. Yeah. <laughs> Who? False Tessa. False Tessa. Uh, False Tessa. Season two is about change. Tess dies. See, now she gets some love. We are introduced to the Watchers, and Mac must come to terms with Richie as a student. Mac must now be a teacher and a widower. He sells the (laughs) antique shop and buys the dojo. Season 3 is about moving on. Charlie leaves to find his life. Mac gets a new girlfriend. Richie really begins to leave mortal wife behind. Parenthetical. Let's grow with child go because he's an immortal. Close parenthetical. Mm. Michelle leaves her mortal life to be an immortal. Cage becomes Kieran. Mac meets Mythos and gets a new mentor. Is Mythos really his mentor? I don't know. That remains to be seen. Certainly not in season three. Mm -mm. Yeah. Season four, you're trapped in the past. Ken Wolf is still a Viking. It gets him killed. Joe fights to save Cord because Joe owes Cord. But then Charlie defronts him, despite the fact that Mac tells him he can't win. Kamir still worships Kali. This is an episode we have not gotten to. Amanda can't resist being a thief. Claudia Jardine is still trapped to be the most beautiful girl in the world. So on and so forth, describing a lot of episodes that we have not talked about yet, but all building towards this theme of change. Season five is about your past catching up to you. Roland Cantos is after Cathandra, Matthew McCormick after Carl Robinson, consequences that Richie must suffer for taking heads, so on and so forth. Season six is just about can we be Buffy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, let's finish this off. I shared this theory at the Highlander Con in Leeds in 2006. Wow. was told in later seasons that they did have themes, but for the first few years, they were just trying to get the show on schedule. And what I perceived at themes were actually just, you know, individual themes repeating themselves in the episodes. As you can see, I have too much time on my hands. I wanted to break this email into two parts. <laughs> what am I going to do at work? Work? Nah. I'd rather hear, <laughs> listen to your podcast. Thanks, Jims. This is actually really great. This yeah. is wonderful. Like, I don't think it checks out probably like 100%, but I think it's a nice way to like reframe thinking about watching the show again. Like, If you've watched it one time and haven't thought about it this way, try it again and think in these terms, and I bet you'll get something new out of it. Yeah, I bet you'll see threads that perhaps you did not notice the last time. Thank you, Superfan Jim. Keep that flame war going. We're rooting for you. Well, I'm rooting for you. Keith and Eamon are actually rooting for the other guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. We're rooting for Bryant. Yeah, <laughs> which I just made up right now, so. I'm Spider-Man. I'm waiting to see what side. I don't know what this voice is. I don't know. That's that's your classic classic Spider-Man voice. voice. Yeah. It's your friendly neighborhood web slinger. (laughs) I mean, that just sounds like Venom as Spider-Man. Oh, we're opening a snack. We got a snack. It's keeping with the themes. It's a small bag. So this one is stapled and not taped together. Did you run out of tape? I am more excited for this one than any specter I have yet encountered. So what do we got, Kyle? Uh, We have, again, aggressively ruffled. Grilled pork flavor, Ooh. and there looks like two. The picture is two giant pieces of pork belly next to these chips. Again, Lay's. Again, Lay's. lays. <laughs> so these are Chinese Lay's. These bags are very hard to open. All right. Ooh, they smell porky. Oh boy, this they smells like anytime like smell porky. Like these chips are, or something have like meat flavoring. It's a little like disconcerting. I think they smell like, it's like bacon. why does it smell like this, meat? This smells like bacon bits. I can smell it over here. What oh, do you, yeah. They taste like bacon bits. Are they spicy? Are they sweet? Not really. 
They're a little bit sweet, but okay. Soy saucy, tiny bit. All right, these They're chips very umami. Cost umami one dollar and sixty nine cents. Up top. <laughs> oh boy, these are very porky. Oh boy. Oh, oh God! <laughs> uh oh, it's like I'm done with these. These are so wow. They smell very porky. Whoa! I'm into this. I can't believe how porky these are. Yeah, it tastes like I'm eating a like a pulled pork sandwich. Yeah, like it does my mouth taste is like so that. savory right now. It's like watering. This is just like pure MSG. Yeah, that is 100 percent what that is. Wow! All right, all right. I love these. They're a winner. Good job, Keith. Yeah, I will put these at a. Uh, I'm giving them a seven. Yeah, these are solid for seven. For pure uniqueness. Amen. <laughs> sure, seven. Sure? Yeah, you sure about that? Didn't seem to like them. These could go as high as a 7.5 for me. Something about chewing into a thing that isn't meat and tasting meat. It's weird. Is weird for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I love pork. I would eat pork anytime. Slam in the pork, if you will. Oh, God. Amen, do you want to read the next bit of reader mail? Yes, sir. It's been. And this comes with a illustration, which is pretty cool. This is from Clarissa F. Does she explain it all? She does. In this email, I haven't seen all the episodes of Highlander, but I've been listening to your podcasts for the episodes I've watched, and I'm really enjoying them. The fun you have while making the podcast together really comes through and makes it especially good. Bit of trivia. On the third season DVDs, the background text art for the individual episode menus is literally created by someone typing out the second row of letters from a QWERTY keyboard. I've attached a screenshot. This Uh may be true for other seasons also, but I haven't checked. So then she has provided a screenshot of the samurai, and the background text that is just, like, floating is just literally gobbledygook on a keyboard. Really? Yep. That's very strange. Hang on. They could have at least put, like, the season one opening credits, like, just random... Words gathering, quickening. Like, yeah. But it's literally just the uh, QWERTY keyboard. And at some point it does lead with ASDF. Yeah, exactly. Wow. It's, He's a lover, a fighter. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so great catch. Yeah, that's amazing. This is nuts. Good job, Clarissa F. You really did explain something to us. It's all. It's all. Clarissa explains it all. Musical so, guest. So somebody wrote us on Facebook. Somebody. That somebody is Paul H. Paul. And he had some very nice things to say about our show. Our show. Thank you, Paul. But yeah, thanks, Paul. One of the great things he pointed out was he'd asked us if we had read the novelization of the movie, which no. we have not. But he's like, yeah, they get into some like details that aren't in the, the movie itself. And he was like, you want to know what Brenda made Mac? Not for dinner, but for dessert. They, they call that out. You guys have any guesses what for dessert was for that night? A negligee. <laughs> <laughs> what was for dessert? What was for dessert when Matt comes over for dinner at Brenda's? An apple pie. Tiramisu. Kyle, you're pretty close. A peach pie was for dessert. Wow. How about that? I thought that was such like a random <laughs> bit of trivia that's like mentioned in the book. That, but and like, he instantly was like, hey, do you guys know about this? And he's like, <laughs> one of the things that's in the book is peach pie. So that dinner is a full dinner in the book because they don't eat. Yeah. Yeah, she made like he's like she mentions making dinner but wine. they never some... say what the the meal was but they mention what dessert was. So, this next email, this last email we're going to read is from David G from Oh, friend of the show. Friend of the show David G. This is pretty good. So, he says he says, "Do you think in addition to the AP sword experience that Adrian Paul should offer instruction on other classes like AP English?" AP history, AP bio, etc. Yes, more. More examples. (laughs) 
So yes, Queen. <laughs> uh, Eamon, I, yes, I think this is so good. I would like you to tweet that to Adrian Paul. And, <laughs> oh, okay. and I would like to see if he responds or tells us to go fuck off. Am I tweeting this from me or from Highlander? Or from Highlander, from, Highlander, from, from the Highlander. official show. Here's the quote, and you can pose that to him as a question if you don't mind, David G. Which. It's too late. You're not going to be able to respond. So too bad. Our fans are wondering. You've got the AP Sword experience. We offer other AP classes. Like, yeah, I think it's pretty good. Uh, so while Eamon's doing that, and we're hopefully going to get a response from AP during the show, we've we got won't. another thing <laughs> to try here. Kyle, do you want to open this up? This is another beverage. Ooh, I hope this is Coca-Cola with mango or <laughs> some shit. Up. Oh. It is a Coca-Cola, it seems. California Raspberry. Are they doing like a whole States series? Because the other one was Georgia it is. Peach. And they have a third flavor, which I forget which it is now. Is it Apple or... I fucking forget. All right, so this smells... Whoa. This smells... Really like- raspberry. This smells like a Slurpee. Yeah, it does. That's exactly what it smells like. It smells like an icy. Well, blue raspberry icy. Holy shit. This tastes like a melted... Slurpee. Yeah, if you like got like a blue raspberry and Coca-Cola Slurpee and let it all melt together and then drank it. Weird. This yeah, is I, a weird experience, man. It's not as good as having like a Slurpee. Yeah, this no. is this is this, this is odd. I don't not like it though. Like I've literally tasted this before in a movie in a Slurpee. Theater, like in a movie yeah. theater toward the end of the movie. But you're really thirsty because of all the popcorn, so you drink it anyway. So here's how I've worded this tweet. At Adrian Paul one a fan wants to know, in addition to the AP at Sword Experience, I'm tagging both Adrian Paul and the Sword Experience. <laughs> Good idea. Will you teach other classes, question mark? And then I say AP English, AP History, AP Bio, etc. <laughs> Does that make sense? I like it. Does that track? I think it tracks. It tracks. All right. I hope he gets it. I hope he gets it. Tweeted. Oh, no. Should I put a winky face? Too late now. No. Yeah. Well, what's that going to do? He's going to be like, who are the fucking assholes? But then if a wink comes, he's like, oh, no, they're good guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, these good, guys are cool. They're good guys. Have you tried your blue raspberry? Amy? No. California raspberry Coca-Cola. California is, I'm raisin. sure it's better than a California raisin one. So what do you think, Eamon? It's good. Yeah. I enjoy it. I don't like it as much as uh, the other one we had. Yeah, I think I like the peach one more. And this one just kind of makes me want a Slurpee or whatever. This this one's a solid five for me. Well, now that we fucked around and bullshit and ate a bunch of nonsense food, we should talk about Highlander. Probably. What are we talking about today, Keith? Today we are talking about season four, episode five, Double Eagle. This episode was first aired October 23rd, 1995. Eamon, who directed this episode? The director of this episode is, once again, Mario Azabadi. That's correct. This is Mario's last Highlander episode. <laughs> Mario's last hurrah. Yep, and his total um, run was Rite of Passage, Mortal Sins, Finale Part 1, Leader of the Pack, and then Double Eagle. He had a good run. Yeah, yeah, and also, I, I don't know, it's a little strange that he actually did two in a row. Like, because usually directors don't because they have to prep the next episode. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. This episode was written by David Tynan. He wrote the last episode, Leader of the Pack. Mm-hmm. And he also wrote Homeland. Those are the recent ones we've seen from him. This episode guest stars Elizabeth Grayson. She's back as Amanda. And if you haven't seen her short film, Dance for Joy, we urge you to check it out on Vimeo. And she also has a new movie coming out in the works on Lee Merriweather, which... I'm excited to see. This episode also guest stars Nicholas Campbell as Kit O'Brady. Kit O'Brady. That's right. So how about the episode description? IMDb. I'm getting ready for some tomfoolery. Hook me up. In flashback to 1888 San Francisco, Amanda wins a mortal Kit's casino from him at poker. 
In modern day, still hating each other, Amanda comes to visit Duncan the same day Kit appears in town, desperate to buy a racehorse named Double Eagle. When Kit and Amanda wind up joint owners of Double Eagle, the fireworks start. (laughs) So they make out. So uh, I want to I take a pause here and yeah. read the YouTube description. Oh, just please, been, there's, please do. There's something funny in this. You should have <clears> taken a pause last episode for the dogs. Um, pause for the dogs. McLeod's old friend, Kitto Brady, comes into town. He is, however, a mortal enemy of Amanda's, who's also back in town. Um, excuse me, <sighs> YouTube episode description writer. Should it be immortal enemy? Hey yo. That's what I stopped the podcast for. Oh, cool. Okay, great. <laughs> We've stopped for so much less. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this episode opens up in like a Chinese noodle factory, right? Yeah, they're in Macau. Yeah, which is the Lost Vegas of Asia. Mm. Oh, really? It's like almost like a Hong Kong kind of status where it's like a semi-independent town, and it's really known for gambling. That's huh, right. How about that? Mm-hmm. Which is so, why uh, speaking a degenerate of gambling, gambler like Kit will be there. So yeah. Kit is there playing Mahjong. I find this opening pretty funny. Like, he carries the scene all by himself. Because there's no one else speaking. Right. Yeah. No one speaks. It's just him occasionally flipping up tiles, and I have no clue how Mahjong I works. don't know how to play it. Me so, like, either. Ma Jang, Ma Jang, it used to be called. I love that line. Like when he was like, oh, you know, like he just starts babbling. Like he's happy to hear himself talk. Yeah. It's like Ma Jang is what it was called. I think that's hysterical. It was good. But he also like says it was invented by an American, Joseph P. Babcock. That is not true. Is that a myth? What is that? Uh, That guy like kind of popularized. He popularized it in America. Right. He worked for Standard Oil and on a trip to China encountered the game and he kind of brought it back. And so he straight up just stole it. No, I don't think he stole it. Like, I don't know if he ever even really took credit for it or anything like that, but this guy, Kid, is saying that this guy invented the game, and that's just, that's wrong. Straight up false. Yeah. Uh, I don't don't think this other guy claimed to invent it. I'm not Mm. sure, though. Interesting. So, he's playing, and... He wins. He wins. With some kind of straight, I don't know what, he flips all 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 his tiles at once, and it gives him the dragon woo. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I believe that's what they call a dragon woo. And they, he wins 65k off of it. Right. So then these like bad hombres White come gangsters in. gangsters show up. Right. And I guess he owes them money. And he's like, oh, I was like, I just like, got all this money. I'm going to buy a horse. Like, and then you'll get all your money back. Right. They're not having it. He flees and they shoot him in the back. And, and then he, he dives down like a laundry yeah. or a trash shoot or whatever. Maybe yeah. a trash shoot. Trash shoot. The one gangster like shoots after him, but has to cover his nose because of the stench. He's like holding his nose and shooting down the uh, chute without looking. So Kit makes it down to the bottom and some like kitchen worker or trash guy discovers it and discovers his little satchel with all this money in it. And this guy's like, so he tries to like hide the money and hide the body. So when these goons come down, they're like, oh, which way did he go? And he points out the door, so these goons run the opposite direction or whatever. Mm. But then Kit wakes up. And he oh, says, he's an immortal. Yeah. And he just says, sometimes they stay dead, sometimes they don't. Right. Which, and he's like, okay. oh, he's like, oh, and you have my bag. Thank you. Like, yeah. And he just takes his bag back very nonchalantly and leaves. And the guy's like, huh? And so that is our cold open to the episode. So right away, we kind of know this is going to be a silly this episode. This is a goofy one. Yeah. And Kit has a weird cane with a bird head. Yes. Yeah. This entire episode, 
I think maybe it was just because of how intense the last episode was mixed with something silly. I kept on just waiting for the most intense thing to happen. Yeah. Like, I was waiting for Amanda to behead this guy later and that to destroy her friendship with Mac. Or, like, something just to take this off the rails because that's what every other episode that's been the silly has done. Yeah. All right, so after the credits, we end up at Mac's new place, his Victorian house. Mac's still fixing up this dump. He gets the buzz, and it's Kit. He's in the basement putting up ducks ducks yeah because kit's like what are you doing he's like i'm ducting like or whatever workers for this yeah because kit's right he's like oh i i don't touch anything like he's very not a single callus on his hand and that's something a man can be proud of he like really has like a fred willard yeah like energy to him totally so then we get a flashback uh and this let's talk about the transitions in this episode god damn it they're this is how you know amen you were positing that there was a computerized dog leaping through a window before. Mm-hmm. I feel like this proves that cannot be the case if this is the quality of CG in this. You don't think they were like, we got to try out these new tools, like yeah. these new toys. So there is just a gold CG coin that just takes over the whole screen for some reason. On a black background. Yeah. And then you hear, bing, bing. And as the coin flips, and this is all CG, it just looks just Awful. terrible. It's like PlayStation 1 style. Yeah. I, I don't know. This is, <laughs> I, I would definitely call this inferior to Beast Wars. Yeah. <laughs> and the characters' faces appear on the coin. Yeah. Yeah, like in the reflection on the coin. Not pretty. Weird. Not pretty. So we flash back to 1888 at the Double Eagle Gambling Palace. And so... Mac is there gambling, and I guess the dealer is cheating? Yes, I and guess. Mac catches him. Right. I don't you gotta under- be faster than that. I don't understand gambling very well. What does the dealer have? Is the dealer taking money? Maybe. What does he have to gain from this? The dealer doesn't keep the money, do no. they? No. I mean, they're working for the house. So, yeah, maybe he's skimming money. Well, I think in like some old-timey casinos, they might get a part of the, oh. the house take. Either way... I think the actual implication was supposed to be that Kit was sanctioning his dealers cheating uh, so that the house would win more. That, I, that's I actually think that's supposed to be the, the shtick, yeah. that he's ripping people off. And I could also see a dealer cheating if they're teamed up with a player. Sure. Oh, yeah. And then to, like, point. split proceeds. If that's the case, Kit is really uh, vicious with his punishment <laughs> yeah, he yes. canes the shit out of this man and like and this guy's like an older gentleman yeah and then he throws him down like marble stairs like, very yeah. hard stairs beats him with his cane he breaks his arm oh that's right and yeah, he at my arm. throws him down the steps which is fucked up it's a weird bit from an otherwise seemingly very friendly guy yeah and like a funny episode <laughs> like <Right>. like <laughs> he just savagely beats this old man <laughs> And throws I, him down the steps. I know I'm a comedic, I'm the comic relief character, but I will beat the elderly to yeah. within an inch of their life. <laughs> or just, I will beat the elderly. Yeah. <laughs> so then we get the buzz, and Mac feels it, and then Kit feels it, and the way Kit feels it is he gets he a sneeze. sneeze. He sneezes. Somebody yeah. had this idea two years ago and finally found a character to work it in. I'm convinced. Uh, apparently, it was the actor who had this idea. Really? Yeah, and I think it's great. It's I, I funny. think it's especially like in it. a funny yeah. episode like this. Like this is a fun thing to do. Makes me wonder how he stayed alive so long. But <laughs> anytime there's like these goofy characters, yeah, like Kabasa, like Kabasi, Benny Kabasi. It's like, how did this guy survive? It's like, how does this guy survive? Yeah, great question. This is like a successful benny episode. <laughs> it is. No, that is a hundred percent what this is because yeah. they're similar, like fast talking, like 
hucksters who always have like a scheme. So Amanda shows up and she is doing a French accent. And Mac is like, what? You're French? Where is Amanda from? In the she's original. She's from England. No, she's from France, right? Isn't her wife's name like Deleuze? Devereaux or whatever? De- yeah, I thought in the initial oh, thing yeah, wait. she was English, though. Yeah, with and the, like, Legacy? The plague or whatever. No, maybe you're right. Maybe she was English in that. And then No, I think French. you're right, yeah. Okay, because she says like a bunch of times that she's not French, and I was like, aren't you French, though? Mm-hmm. No, I think you're right. Her last name is French, though, which yes. is confusing. But either way, she is like running a hustle of some kind where she's pretending to be French. And all everyone in the place is like pulling their jaws off the floor. Boy, 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 boy. But uh, she Duncan, makes an entrance. You yeah. should see her exit. And one person is says, that a butt joke? I don't know. Is, does that mean that Max an ass man? He is Max. Mass man. man. <laughs> Mass man. But Mac is like, or some, when when she walks in, somebody's like, exquisite. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the count? That guy, like, he, at some point, there's this count who they play cards with. There is. We're about to be introduced to some count played by some count. Mario the Buddy. And that's, that's, that's Super Mario. Mario. Yeah, that is Super Mario. He's a creep. He's a super <laughs> In this creep. he is. Yeah. Super creep. Super Mario. He uh, ate the mushroom and it made him a super creep. Yeah. So Amanda uh, is introduced to Kit and she asks about, she's like, oh, is that your family crest, this eagle above quest. the bar? Quest. <laughs> quest. Quest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like how they're like quest and then Duncan's like quest. Crest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that is not Keith having a speech impediment. That is actually the joke. Yeah, yeah it's funny. Thing, for the record. So Kid explains, he was like, that's the first thing I ever like won, and it's this double eagle coin, and he's had it mounted, and that's like his good luck charm. Good luck. Wait, she is French. Amanda was born around the year AD 820 in the Abbey of St. Anne in Normandy, France. There we go. So she is French. She says literally 10 times in this She's episode, not I'm French. not French. Is you that are French. You don't have this Maybe. accent. But... I mean, she doesn't have this accent, yeah, but right. she is French. Yeah, that's so weird. Sacre bleu. <laughs> Sacre bleu. Pepe Le Pew appears. To just rape some people. Yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> that a character. Well, I mean, I don't well. think any Looney Tunes will ever be really popular again. Definitely not that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Speedy Gonzalez. Oh, God. He makes Speedy Gonzalez look like regular Gonzalez. Uh, so Amanda can't wait to start gambling, and she's hitting the tables. Uh, so then we cut back to the present. Mac is now arguing with Kit, and he's like, "What well, we, we get should that get coin s- thing again?" Oh Bing! yeah, we get the transition We're with the fucking the, coin. Back in the Mac basement, and so they're arguing about what they want to have for dinner, and Kit's like, "Oh, let's get Chinese or whatever." And Mac's like, "Oh, I had Chinese last night for dinner." It's like, "Boo, fucking who, Mac? Like, eat Chinese every night. It's awesome. I don't know." But Mac wants to. Get Italian. Get Italian. Let's go cook Italian. Uh, although, I actually kind of wish this was reversed. I wish Max suggested Chinese. And I wish there was a joke because he had, like, problems in that noodle factory. Like, if he was like, oh, you know, like, I, uh, I just had, I, yeah. I had a, a lot experience of bad experience with Chinese, Chinese recently. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a funny bit. Like, just say I had a bad experience with Chinese recently. Yeah. Mac thinks it's about food, but it's really about noodle factory hijinks. So, oh, well. Kit says he's been on a really bad run. For like a hundred years. A hundred and seven years, he says. And Max's like, well, maybe you should quit gambling or whatever. He doesn't want to. And he's like, well, we'll get some chow mein together. Max's like, no, 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 pasta. pasta. <laughs> but he says, pasta. <laughs> pasta. Adrian Paul doesn't strike me as a man that eats a lot of pasta. Interesting. Just he's Italian. He's so ripped. Yeah. He like, got a carbo load. Yeah, carbo I, load. I, I don't know. I don't know. Don't either. begrudge this man his carbonara. He does not deserve that. So we cut carbonara. to later above the dojo in the loft, and Mac gets the buzz. And a man is already there wearing a bathroom. Bearing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> She's wearing <laughs> a, a towel. And this I have is... in my notes, ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> I have in my notes, 
This is where Eamon says, Boy, yo, 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 yoing. They fuck. Oh, they fuck. Right. Forgot my own bit. You did forget your own bit. So she's hoping on staying. Yeah. And she has her trunks in there. Not her. Not her, like, bathing trunks. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, And Dunks is like, welcome home. And then she just, like, hops up on him. And the towel drops, baby. Tail drop. So we cut to later, and Amanda is now cooking in her bra and underwear and, and an, an apron. apron. Like some beef, like, okay. stroganoff. beef stroganoff. And it, apparently the fucking was so good, Mac forgot all about dinner. Forgot all about his dinner plans with Kit. Did he, or like, is he last minute switching them? I think he's last minute switching them because he's like, I got to go take care of Kit because he's coming by for dinner, like to go out. Well, I think right. seeing the dinner reminds him. He's like, oh shit, Kit is coming. Yeah. But what is he wearing? Mac uh, is dressed up for is yeah, yeah this this all depends on if he remembers dinner or not because I didn't realize he, he forgot I thought he was dressed this way to go out uh, with kids. Like, that's what? what I thought too. And I was like, why are we you? Gotta say, we gotta say we talked about this a We gotta say what he's wearing in this sheer. He's like his hair is down and he's in like a sheer muscle type. Well, it's a long sleeve shirt. But it's blue and it's see-through. It's, it's kind of tight. Like it looks like something you'd go to, to the nightclub, like a with? club with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like no one sane would wear it to the nightclub. But it is a thing. Canis would wear it to the nightclub. Yeah, yeah. Canis would wear it to a nightclub. It's it, that level bonkers. This doesn't seem like a Mac fashion choice. Nope. No. Not at all. This is so insane. Antique store it's, owning. It's Mac. very distracting. <laughs> it is. Because he looks hot. He looks ripped. Sure. Apparently this beef stroganoff she cooked is also disgusting. <laughs> That's right. So Mac is going downstairs to talk to Kit, and it looks like Amanda's about to dump this shit in the trash. Trash, yeah. What a waste of food. And I like that when she's leaving, like when Mac's leaving, she's like, oh, like, we don't have to eat this. Like, maybe we can get Italian or Chinese, which I thought was yeah, funny. Is- so then down in the dojo, this is the clip from the top of the episode. Mac is explaining, he's like, hey, like, can we cancel dinner? And Kit's very, like, nosy. He's like, oh, like, what's going on? Like, Do you so- up there when we meet her? Yeah, I gotta meet her. Oh, she's shy. Which is so weird. Who the fuck says that? You gotta go upstairs, let me meet her? Let me meet her? Yeah. Like, that implies to me that Kit wants to fantasize about Mac and this girl doing it. It's really weird. Yeah, it's not great. It's weird. Well, Mac just has this weird open door policy. Like, anybody hear of knocking or, like, (laughs) calling picking up a phone? (laughs) Yeah, everyone just walks in. Although, I mean, were they supposed to meet for dinner? That's so, true. you know, come by at 645. Right. And there he is at 645. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, he did forget because there's a line where he says, it's 7 o'clock. Right. So he forgot. Yeah. Kit's like, I remember the last time I saw you with a lady. And the last time was Amanda. That and thieving bitch Amanda. Oh, boy. Was like, a lot of B word. A lot of B word. So he ends up. This get- thieving bitch Amanda's almost in heat. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So he picks up a boken and has it to like this wooden dummy's neck. He's like, oh, you still remember her? There's not a day that goes by. Yeah. I don't think about her. Bam. Flashback. Coin flip. (laughs) So we're back in San Francisco, 1888. Mac looks amazing in his suit and haircut, I think. Yeah. No, he looks killer in this. Actually, Kit looks better in the past as well. Kit looks... I like Kit's attire as well. Yeah. He's got like a a very regal look. Does he have like a longer coat on with like tails maybe? Yeah. And And his cane's super cool. And his cane is his sword, we should say. Which you don't find that out until much later in the episode. Right. But I don't think... This is the first time I think they've had a character do that, right? Cane sword? Yeah, maybe. No, I thought, or did uh, Nicky Ward Nikki do it? Nicky Ward. Ah, yeah. yeah. uh, that's right. His first weapon was his dashing good looks. But so Kit, Amanda, and the Count Mario are playing some cards. 
cards, and Mario wimps out. He can't take it. It's too rich for his blood. So now it's just down to Amanda and Kit. And Amanda first tries to put down her earrings as extra... Well, at some point, she, like, puts all her money in, and she's like, oh, well, what does this mean? Like, all my money? Like, she's playing very coy. Right. Uh, And, yeah, so then then they just start betting stuff, like earrings. And then the Count's like, well, I'll cover it if you put in that dress... Oh, yeah. And I was just like, uh, Great Mario. Bell. And she's like, this dress doesn't come off. For less than a million. million. So she's still willing to do it, but you better pay. And he's yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> she puts down her fancy $40,000 necklace. <laughs> and in response. Which has some weird sparkle effect on it that's yeah. really distracting. <laughs> and Kit puts down an IOU for the fucking double eagle. Yep. Which has to be worth more than $40,000, right? Sure. It's a casino. Like, what the fuck? What valuation methodology did he use to reach that? Is that like an EBITDA multiple? Or like, did he do like a discounted cash flow? I don't know. Yeah. How did you arrive that it's only worth $40,000? There's more than $40,000 on that table. Right. That's the kind of money that's coming in and out of your place and you think that's worth it? You fuck. (laughs) This is weird, but he's like invigorated and he thinks he's going to win. Yeah, he's like, oh, I live live for games like this. It's like, you live where you bet like 10 to 1 on something you... this is where she says are you afraid of a little whisk <laughs> and he's like whisk <laughs> i whisk i live for whisk <laughs> so then he puts out his hand and he like condescendingly is like remember what i told you but like trying to explain the game to her yeah. it's like yeah. three of one kind two of mm-hmm. another a full house is a good hand right so he's got three kings and a pair of tens and, and everybody's amanda... like "Ooh, because that's an extremely good hand and then amanda like drops the shtick and it's just like I've got two pair of queens and right. queens, which is a joke in Maverick, but whatever. And then she drops her French accent yeah. and is just like, suck my dick. <laughs> yeah. like, it's, it's really mean, actually. It is, it is very mean. She's like, welcome to the double legal, everybody. Yeah. Like, and she I'm buys your new host, drinks. Amanda. Like, I would also think she was cheating if she did that. Yes. Yeah. Because she's clearly like running some kind of con. Yeah, I believe there was actually a Does scene that was cut. Count that... is cheating. It's hustling. She's oh, hustling yeah. him. Yeah, but like yeah. there is there is a scene I guess that was cut. I believe that like they explicitly call out like, "Did you cheat?" Like, and she's like, "No, no, no, I did not cheat at all." But she hustled him. But she did hustle him. Yeah. What beats what, guys? Yeah, this isn't like Casino Royale where uh, we have that one character off to the back who's explaining what every <laughs> right. like That's hand right. means That's so fucking stupid yeah. yeah oh full house that means so then we cut back to the present and fucking kit swings this boken and like shatters it on the dummy because he's this so was mad. intense this is where i thought like you did kyle like oh this is gonna go off the yeah this could go serious. bad he like fucking he, he's gonna reveal himself as a hardcore misogynist soon. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't. But he snaps the boke in and it part of it flies off and breaks one of the Breaks Mac's a window, windows. that's right. <laughs> that's pretty good. And Mac I think they might have just added that sound in post because no one reacts to it. Right. Yeah. He's like, sorry about your he's like, sorry about your stick. It's like, what about the fucking window? <laughs> yeah. I do like the cartoon sound effects. So then we cut to maybe the next day. They're making breakfast or whatever. Mac is, I guess, so rattled. Rattled. He puts coffee in the fridge. And Amanda's just like What's going on? And so then they get the buzz, and Mac is freaking out because he yeah. thinks this is Kit coming up. And he's like, oh, you want to go hear a lecture or whatever? It's like, but this yeah. is it's what you've come up with? fucking St. Aquinas. <laughs> You'll love Universal nature is the truth. Yeah, it's you know, right tell you that I'm uh, teaching you university now? <laughs> and he's like, oh, you can't go up the elevator. Can't, can't take the elevator. And she's like, what's wrong with the elevator? And of course, it starts going up. And he's like, uh, see, it's just going up. Like, <laughs> And she's like, I want to see who's coming up the elevator or whatever. I'm sure it's just Richie. It's just Richie. It's just probably Richie. 
And then it's Richie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is amazing. And Richie comes out. He's like, it's oh, Richie. Hey. <laughs> he, like, he looks so happy. They look like, the- like no one is ever this excited yeah. to see Richie. Wow, they're excited to see me. I think Stan Kirsch is fantastic at this episode. He, he's good. I think he's really funny. Yeah. And actually, Elizabeth Grayson is really good in this as well. Yeah. No, I think everybody's really good in this. Mac hugs him, which I think yeah. is pretty hysterical. <laughs> he's like, Richie, like, you're here. So after Richie Ryan comes, we cut to the racetrack, and Kit is down there with, uh, I don't know, some manager, breeder, or yeah. whatever. And he's looking to buy this horse called the Double Eagle. Oh, we've heard that. Hey. What? Kit was going to pay $65,000 for this horse, which is actually what he had just won in china but then the guy was like hey i got another offer for 120 and he's like ah like i can't afford that or whatever so this guy kind of makes him a deal he's like well if you can match it i'll give it to you i like you kid you got passion after this guy like grabbed him by the lapel yeah like i'd like you to leave me alone kid so we cut back to the loft and matt gets a call from kit and kit is like you got to come down to the racetrack and check out this horse he's like uh but mac of course on the other end is making believe that this is like the school like oh there's a school emergency or whatever he's like no the horse track yeah i like that kit is not clear what's going on he's like no 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 the the track right like you know what i'm saying so now mac decides he's got to head out but amanda's like immediately suspicious She's like on to his shit. So we cut to the track. Kid is explaining to Mac, like, this horse is meant for me. He calls it a blue chip investment. And it's there's not. a bunch of it's like. It's literally a horse. It's literally gambling. It cannot <laughs> definitionally be a blue chip investment. <laughs> <laughs> there's a bunch of like horse terminology that I don't really know what it means. He does say Mac is a good judge of horse flesh. Yep, he does say that. And isn't that <laughs> weird? He says, You've always been an outstanding judge of horse flesh flesh what i think what he means is he's eaten a lot of horses possibly (laughs) it's weird that both of these episodes have weird like animal elements and they do like talk they're like oh the legs and they like describe two episodes in a row where they're describing an animal's legs and powerful chest (laughs) (laughs) so kit's like let's go take a closer look and max like okay so then we cut back to the loft and amanda this is amazing she's pulling some shit with richie she's like Hey, like, what have you been up to? Like, your shoulders, they seem, like, bigger. Like, have you been working out? And he's like, no, not especially. And then she starts, like, touching him, and she's like, well, they feel bigger. She's, like, rubbing all up on him and he's, stuff. It's very inappropriate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But she's just like, oh. <laughs> And I like that she I'm just keeps, like, feelings. asking, like, the same questions all over again. Like, she's like, oh, is he going to the school? Well, no, well, no he's going to the – or, like, she's like, oh, is he going to the airport? Well, no, he went to the school. So what's he doing at the airport? Like, she just keeps tripping Richie up on, like, where he's going until yeah. he eventually says, like, the racetrack, which nobody has mentioned yet. Yeah. And it's like, ah. She's uh-huh. like, bye. Bye. How does she know which racetrack? There probably isn't that many. Waste track. Waste track. Like, around here, if someone said the racetrack, I would know where to go. Mm. The turf club? Is that a racetrack? It's just a, just a off-track betting parlor. Oh. So now we get more comedy of errors back at the racetrack. Mac can get there. And yeah, this is where they're, they're like, oh, she's straight-legged and she's clean. It's like yeah. clean. Like she, this not, seems, she has no venereal disease. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like this seems like real base level for buying a horse. Like, oh, it's not like a fucking strung-up meth head. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the dirt. <laughs> it hasn't been rolling around in dirt. And then Kit rags on Amanda Moore and calls her the B-word. What's the B-word? I'm not saying it. Because it's not about a dog this time. Uh, <laughs> balloon. So he's it's like, I've had all this bad luck, and it's all because of her. You After she took the saloon, she's like, he's like, I did win this trip to Anchorage, and Mac is like, Oh, that's good. Yeah, he's you like, want something. but like the fucking ship sank and everybody died. Yeah, <laughs> that's dark, horrible. Yeah, yeah. it's Terrible funny though because Kit could live through it. So that means it's funny. 
Yeah. We get some more coin flippage. Flip, flip, Philadelphia. And Amanda is completely revamping the old double eagle. Right. That's right. Kit has come in. He is drunk. As a skunk. So Kit is there and he's trying to buy, he wants to buy back the double eagle. He's apparently come up with some money. Right. And she is refusing to do this. And she's like, this is my whole life or whatever. It's like Amanda is downright, I think, cruel in this episode. Straight up Like she should just sell it back to him. I mean, I know that's not like the business thing to do, but. Maybe it is. She got it for a song. She'll just get a bunch of money. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, well, knowing what's going to happen very soon to this club, she might make out, actually. She's changing the name. She changes the name to the Queen of Spades and is... Commissioned a hideous mural. <laughs> this absolutely thing. ghastly. And I believe it's her as the Queen of Spades, right? It's supposed to be. <laughs> it's supposed to be, yeah. I think they had a it sign. It just looks like a Queen of Spades if it was a member of Blue Man Group. Yeah. And... I feel like they had a sign already somehow. And they like painted over the face to try to make it an Amanda face. But her face looks small. Yeah, it, not, it like, doesn't her quite face look doesn't like match her body. It's awful. Since he's not going to get this back, he's like, hey, like, give me my coin back. So he goes to the bartender, Winston. He's like, pass me down my coin. And then we get this fight. Like, Amanda's yeah. like, no, don't do it. Yes, do it. Back and forth. Very kind of slapsticky. It's funny. Uh, and then, like, even Mac is like, just give him back the coin. And she's like, he called me a cheat. Absolutely not. It's like, oh, man. This is, like, really rubbing salt in the wound. Yeah, like, Amanda is so in the wrong about this. It's, like, kind of insane. Yeah. He's like, she's just being mean mm-hmm. after hustling him. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not forget, like, it may not have been, like, cheating in the strictest sense of the word but like it was deceptive she plays him like a fiddle and we she won't give him his lucky piece back mm-hmm. as they call fiddle, it fiddle 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 and then kit falls down the stairs yep just yeah. no or kidding. maybe gets thrown down the stairs by the goon yeah one or the other uh so we cut back to the present through some cgi coins and we're back at the racetrack and we get the buzz kit of course is sneezing so kit's asking for mac to pony up no pun intended. Uh-huh. So intended. Yeah. Don't run away from this. <laughs> the rest of the money, the additional right. $60,000. And of course, Mac is freaking out because he's like, maybe this is Amanda. So he's like trying to rush ahead like, oh, let me let me go check on this. It's my friend Richie, right? And he's relieved that it is Richie. And Richie's like, Amanda found out. Watch out. Right. And Richie pretends to be Mac's financial advisor. That's right. Well, he had all that spreadsheet yeah. work from last time. Yeah, he's all he's mastered the P&L. You know. I love this scene where he's like, "How? what do you mean she found out? And Richie's like, she started talking and doing, doing things. things. And Mac's like, yeah, she does that. When she said that, I was like, She's what give you a blowjob? <laughs> She's been doing things. How far would Richie have gone? Ooh, all the way. Think about. Yeah. yeah, Richie, no scruples. Mac introduces Richie to Kit, and he's like, he's going to help you out. And so then Kit starts, you know, telling him the finer points of horsemanship, horse, horsemanship or whatever. So Mac rounds the corner and gets the buzz again. Like this is all like this buzz comedy of errors. Like who gets the buzz when? Like yeah. buzz it's kind of funny. Is this the most buzzes in a single? <laughs> I episode? think so. This is get the junkyard buzz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this does have the junkyard buzz. And so Amanda shows up, and she thinks Mac has... She's like, who is she? Or whatever. Who is she? She thinks that Mac has found some new sexy lady. And then Mac starts describing this lady. That's pretty funny. It has beautiful brown eyes, amazing legs. She's like, better than mine? He's like, oh, yeah. And like, she goes like, well... Beautiful <laughs> chest, or powerful st- chest, and endless stamina. Yeah, endless stamina. She's like, Mac, I don't, you want to meet her? And it's, and it's a horse. Yeah. yeah. 
Who Mac is having sex with. Yeah. <laughs> Mac is also fucking. Fucking this horse. We're in love, Amanda. Can't you see? Yeah. And then she thinks it's for her. Yeah. I don't know how she gets that. I don't know either. I think she thinks that because he's keeping it a secret. Right. Oh, that, that's like, oh, why it's he's a so gift for me. Yeah. yeah. So. What would she do with a fucking racehorse? Win money, I guess. I guess. Yeah. And she seems very taken with it. She loves this. She's yeah. so happy for two seconds. And so then Richie emerges and he's like, hey, like, Mac, I don't know how you do it like i'd kill somebody if i just spent like sixty-five dollars yeah. and he's like huh? he's like oh you wanted me to buy that horse right he's like no i did not want you to buy the horse uh which is pretty good so does richie have like all of max financial information that he uh, can apparently or well, i guess you gotta he just give it to your gym manager yeah it's true yeah. so then kit ends up getting two sneezes and he's like oh he's like that makes sense there's two of you and i was like yeah. wait a minute like can kit have does kit yeah. have some sort of superpower <laughs> above other immortals that he can actually take you give and you take. He has to sneeze, but his sneezes dictate the number. That's true. So Kit is super pumped. He's and like, we made the deal of a lifetime. He wants to go see the horse, but Amanda's down there. So Max's like, oh, no, let's go celebrate. Like, we'll get celebrate. champagne and caviar. Yeah, like, I'll buy, I'll buy. And he shoes Richie away. What is he shooing Richie away to do? Handle I think take Amanda? care of Amanda, maybe. Yeah. To explain to Amanda why I dump, like, ditched her after telling her I bought her this horse. Yeah. So we're back at the Dejo. That's right. And Amanda's giving Mac a mm-hmm. massage. Mm-hmm. A Mac rub. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but she is like, "Hey, like that horse is named Double Eagle. Like, doesn't that remind you of Burnt Kit?" Oh, you don't still remember him, do you? Yep. And she's like, "Fuck that fucking shit." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, "I don't forget the Black Plague. Like, she yeah. hates him too." Why does she hate him? I wonder. Will oh, we find ooh. out? So Bing! we get a flashback. So we're back at the Queen of Swords and Queen of Swords. <laughs> oh, fuck. We're back Which at the is... Queen. Other <laughs> Highlander is, sort of show. Yikes! We're back at the Queen of Spades. And there's some dancing girls. That's right. This doing like, some can can transition is pointless. They're just like, "Hey, this is fun," but you know. Would be more fun, right? If we fucked, right? So then the camera is like spinning, which I guess was this big rig they had to build, and it's above the bed. And Mac is like going downtown, but like with feathers, like yeah, he's got he's a gimmicks man. (laughs) He has blue feathers. And he's tickling all downstairs, and who knows what else. And she's like, oh, this is the greatest thing. He's he's eating puss. (laughs) That's what he's doing. That is what else. We don't have to guess. That is what he's doing. Do do you think? Do you think it's all feather play? (laughs) All feather play. It is definitely not all feather play. You don't think so? We don't mind sucking on toes. (laughs) I definitely didn't teach you that. Right. I like that this is like, oh, when did you teach? Like, they're arguing about when she taught him this move. Yeah. It's explicit. Yo, it is very explicit. This is. And then he tries to convince her. And he, like, wipes his mouth. It's all... (laughs) (laughs) After, like, while she's in, like, the afterglow, he's like... But you gotta give Kit back the coin. Like, she's trying to... This is some manipulative shit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. At least he's... Doing it by being a generous, generous lover. True. And she's like, oh, I can't do that. And she's like, come on, do it for me. Like, he's too proud to ask for it back, blah, blah, blah. And then you can hear some bells ringing outside, and someone knocks on the door. And then well, and she's like, okay, fine, but you have to go downstairs again. Yeah. Right. And then a fucking grizzled old prospector just starts yelling, <laughs> the green of spades is burning down. <laughs> Somebody poison the water hole. There's a snake in my boot. This is 
I don't know. I listen to all these podcasts like all the time and I'm just like getting all this free content and like I'm loving it. But like, I don't know how I could support them. If only they offered some type of product that they made that helps out the podcast and shows your love of the show. One of my favorite podcasts, Highlander Rewatched. Oh, why do you like that? Uh, it talks a lot about like one of my favorite shows, Highlander, and is also like kind of funny and quirky and has like a sweet irreverence for the show, which I like a lot, which is kind of cool. That sounds fair. Yeah. Okay. What fair do enough. They, what, what, what do, do they, they do, do though? Well, to raise money for their podcast to help support the amazing content they put out for free every Every week, they sell an awesome collectible magnet set featuring four of our favorite Highlander characters. Wow, what characters? Well, we've got the star of the show, Duncan, and they also have a modern version of Duncan and a cool Scottish Highlands warrior version of Duncan. Oh, like old school barbarian Mac? That's right. Ooh, I like that Mac. Uh, They've also got an awesome Amanda magnet. A Joe and a Mythos. Mythos. That's like five magnets. So a set of five magnets for, how, and it's amazing how much they even charge for it. It's only it, it's got to cost like fifty bucks, right? No, like 10 not bucks even. Magnet? No, you think because these magnets are so strong. I think I could fit, I don't know, how many report cards could I put on my fridge with this? I don't know, maybe like five? ten? Five. Ten? Five. I think wow. I could put five, at least five. That's a lot of report cards. It is a lot of report cards. How many child's drawings could these magnets support? I guess it depends on the paper. That's and true. the size of the drawing. And There's the a lot of variables stock, here. Medium they're drawing in. Mm-hmm. Wax is heavy. Wax is heavy. These are all wax drawings. Yes, yeah, wax drawings. <laughs> Watercolors are, well, that's not really a drawing, I guess you would say. That's a painting. Yeah, that's yeah, these will not hold paintings. Don't even try. Hold no. paintings. Get those framed by a professional. Yeah. For your fridge. That's right. <laughs> for your fridge. I need a real fridge frame. We're going far afield. But how much do these magnets these cost? These magnets only said. cost $15, that which is, is criminal. Crazy. That's a deal. What is that, about three bucks a magnet? That's literally exactly three bucks a magnet. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Where can we get these magnets? You can go on Etsy.com and just search for Highlander Rewatch, or you can also go to Facebook.com and find the Highlander Rewatch page and click on our store link right at the top of our page. It says, shop now. hey What if I want to shop later? Just we, wait, and, that, then, and, then, and then shop now. <laughs> then then shop now. Yeah. All right, that's fair advice. At some point, you will, actually, you will be shopping now. We're looking at now, sir. Yeah. Now. Buy them today. Today! So then we cut to the Queen of Spades, which has burned to the ground. This it place looks awesome. burnt the fuck down. It's <laughs> gone. Uh, I think this looks really cool. Yeah. And the fire truck is awesome. Cool oh, fire truck. old-timey yeah. fire truck. I'm like six years, I'm like, neat fire truck. But it is awesome. Instead of Mikey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the only thing that is like kind of survived is the, the awful coin? mural of her oh, yeah. that's like half burnt. And the double eagle coin. And then Max like, oh, I have to burn this down too real quick. I'll be one minute. So Amanda thinks Kit burned this down in a jealous rage. Because this was her dream place. Even though she didn't like build it this herself. This place is so she me. She just got it. Yeah. Yeah. What's the timeline on this? <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like a week later, I think the script says. Yeah. Yeah. Not long. So she takes this coin and she's like, fuck them. And she throws it down the sewer. Mm-hmm. This is cold. Yeah. And this is finally a transition I can get behind. The coin falls down the sewer and like and actually. And then the coin is the transition finally. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of like some CG nonsense. But it's like a weird, it's like a hair tie. Yeah. It's not like a coin to coin. Yeah. One to one coin to coin. It's action. not coin to coin. <laughs> I mean, this this transition always looks terrible. Mac is tying his hair into a ponytail. Amanda, again, is talking about how she's never going to forgive him. And then yeah. they get the buzz. And so somehow Kit and Richie arrive at the exact same time. Yeah. And for some reason, Richie decides to take the stairs because yep. they come up like separately. Well, maybe Kit is 
taking the elevator. Kit's taking the elevator. And Richie must be faster. Like Richie on must his have feet. run outside. Yeah. Like if the yeah. elevator wasn't there, yeah, Richie must have run to make it upstairs in time. Well, yep. Kit's never operated this elevator before. It stuck. takes him a minute. Yeah. It's go- going like it's stuck in between it's floors back and forth. Shit. It is a very rickety elevator. He shows up. And now it's the showdown. Uh It's like, you snake, you French whore or whatever. Yeah, swords out. They did a good job of conveying that these characters hate each other. I think this is actually pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, Richie laughs at them all fighting, and they all turn around and just like... They stare at him. It's so good. He's like... (laughs) And this is where Amanda says... Victor Paulus, the guy who gives his speeches. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Victor Paulus. So things are obviously coming to a head. Mac knocks out Kit. Mm Mm-hmm. Like and throws like throws him, him on his, his back. Shoulder. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, hold him down while I fucking cut his head off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he tells Richie, like, because Amanda runs to go get her sword, and Mac is like, keep her away. And Mac goes down the elevator with Kit, and then Richie tries to, I I think this is hysterical, that Richie tries to hold Amanda back. And she's like, ow, 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 you're hurting me. He's like, I am? I'm sorry. And she's like, wow, you really have been working on it. He's like, thank you. And then she just punches <laughs> him in yeah. the face. <laughs> no, there's like some good comedic moments in this. It's very atypical of Highlander. Mm-hmm. Like this level of silliness. It's slapsticky. It is. So they end up actually running into each other back on the dojo floor. Dojo floor. Dojo floor. Uh, and she's like, you can't keep us away forever. This isn't holy ground. He's like, but it's my home. It's my home. Yeah, they're like totally willing to like fuck up his house. The, they're like, the quickening will destroy this gym. It's like, yeah. take it outside, people. But Mac has a little clever ploy. Where he he gets a dog. Yeah. <laughs> that will distract them. <laughs> and they both go in and fuck and they, the dog. And they fuck the dog. <laughs> double double eagle is in the dojo and they both fuck double eagle <laughs> kind of he's like well it'd be a shame if you killed each other because you are partners right partners what, what? what? You? Uh, yeah i gave my half of the horse to amanda that's right and they're like i'm partners with them why Which, is this why is this an impediment to them killing each other yeah i don't they uh, still own half the horse are true. they both interested in making money i guess, I guess so well what? they're like after tomorrow or after the race after the race tomorrow fight. we'll revisit right yeah and whoever's still alive owns the horse yeah so we get it the next day and what is amanda wearing guys amanda's fighting neo like, yeah. what <laughs> is this she looks like puff daddy <laughs> amanda's fighting neo it's like a silver pantsuit yeah. It's ridiculous. Bright silver. It's very... You gotta dress up for the races. Garish. Yeah. <laughs> I wish she had, like, a Kentucky Derby hat. So they both go, and they watch the race. They're, like, trying not to be excited. Right. But then their horse wins. Oh, w- also, I like that Amanda says, if the horse wins, and she gets... The, if she wins the fight, she's like, I'm changing the horse's name to Queen of Spades, which is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> then the horse wins, and they start hugging, and then they're like, grr. Yeah, they're like, oops, sorry. Whoops. Whoops, we got swept up in the moment. We had to take our pictures. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Down there. <laughs> uh, so then we cut to a little later, and Amanda They're, and Kit are about to How long face have off. they waited around for, for the, the place to clear out? Racetrack to clear out. They can't just go fight somewhere else? Yeah. yeah. No. Now we're intercutting back and forth. Mac is on the There's phone. There's some real timeline trouble with this. Yes. There because is. they established that Kit and Amanda are about to fight, and they cut from that to Duncan on the phone doing what? He is talking to somebody trying to get something that will exonerate. Faxed over. Yeah, something yeah. faxed over. It's like, oh, if you have to send it up for carry pigeon. It's a 
of life and death. Yep. Well, it's about a fact. It is a matter of life and death. Speaking of life and death, has Adrian Paul tweeted us back? Let's see. <laughs> the answer is no. So they're about to fight. They seem a little reticent, though, right? Like, they're kind yeah. of stalling. Yeah. So that Mac can swoop they're, in. They're stalling yeah. for comedic timing. Yeah. yeah. So then Mac comes in. But this timing was all wrong. Like, yeah. that should have been intercut with the race. Right. Instead of with the fight. Or Maybe they thought it was swim. more high stakes, like high tension the other way. I guess. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. But it then is Mac shows up, and he's got a newspaper clipping from 1888. <laughs> That's right. That references the steamship going down. Right. So he's like, Amanda, he couldn't have been there. He was in the bottom of the ocean. And on the newspaper clipping, it says, Mr. Kid O'Brady died. It says, presumed dead. Uh, and one of the names is Mr. Stephen Gagan. How about that? Whoa. Production designer. What? So I have a question about all of this. So... In all this time, no one has made mention why they're mad. Like, Amanda has never said, you burned down my club. Apparently not. And Mac has never said, like, why are you mad at him? Like, did, like how is this never gotten well, he knows resolved that, in any way? He yeah. knows that she thinks Kit burned it down. Right. Kit does not know that she thinks he burned it down. But it's kind of crazy that she never says, like, you burned it down or whatever. And it's also weird because Mac has known that for over 100 years because he was there at the fire when Amanda was like, Kit did this. And he has never shared this with Kit or asked, like, did you do that, bro? Like, not cool. Yeah. And then Kit would have been like, oh, no. I don't know. It's very strange. Mac is asking specifically, like, about this newspaper article. Does that mean he knew the date this happened? Or is he having this, like, librarian rummage through stuff to find confirm the date? Like, is he not sure Kit didn't do it either? Good question. Because if he did know the date, then he'd absolutely be able to tell Amanda way earlier that, like, oh, by the way, n- that never happened. Like, yeah, Kit said he was on he a He probably ship. wouldn't know the date off the top of his head. Right. So he'd probably ask them, like, can you find a date on which the ship went down? Yeah. And it's yeah. the same newspaper that has, like, the Queen of Spades burning down. Right. Mm. But it is weird that he never asked Kit, like, hey, did you burn down the Queen of Spades that my friend owns now? Because that's literally the only reason that she's mad at him. Other yeah. than just, like, not liking him because she thinks he's an ass. So now they're just... Well, man, it's like, oh, I guess I, I made a mistake. It's like, so you're sorry. Like, you know, and they reluctantly kind of shake hands over this whole thing. Yeah. Though he gives up his beef. Right. What's I don't he, know why. Once and then he remembers he won. Right. There's instantly like, oh, remember? Won. Like, it was 12 to 1 odds. Oh, yeah. And then Amanda's like, oh, yeah, we won. And they, like, are super happy all of yeah. a sudden. Yay. So Kit made $60,000 because he bet 5000 that he had left. Mm. So he's basically broken even now. Yeah. Already. Yeah. yeah. Which is good. And he still has a horse. And he still has a horse. And you can eat all that horse meat, which is also valuable. <laughs> it has to be worth at He's least $100. A few, a few meals. Yep. So now they're back at the house, and I guess they need to resolve the ownership of this horse. Because I guess they're not trying to kill each other, but they're not... They're never going to work together they're not well. Be they're like, good, this isn't a good partnership. Because they're like fighting over like what to do. Like, oh, I think he needs a new trainer. I think he needs this. So Mac suggests they play a game of fucking high card to determine who gets the horse. Degenerate Mac. Also, I think it's kind of it's nuts that like Mac is ready to like give up this horse. I mean, maybe it's not that ridiculous. Mac is loaded, but like Mac essentially paid a ton of money to settle this beef for them. Like, 
Paid $60,000, in fact. Yeah. That's a lot. So Kit draws a card, and he has a jack, jack of diamonds. That's right. And then it's Amanda's I turn. S- I knew what she was going to have as soon as she did it. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, no. Uh, and oh, so no. she pulls a card, looks at it, slams it down. She's like, it's yours. And he's like, yes. And he's like, now I'm on a lucky streak again, blah, blah, blah. And exits. Exits, because he's on such a streak, he can't like he can't stop for a second. Yeah. He's just like, I got to keep gambling right away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What uh, a fucking degenerate he is. <laughs> <laughs> so then they got all smoochy time and I kind of don't like the way this shakes out like Max sees the card and it's a queen of spades and he's like oh you and then he puts it down they make out and then the camera pans down to the queen of spades and shows it again like you forgot yeah and then the episode's over well, like there's this cute thing she's like don't be mad like I know I just gave away some of your money but and then he's like I instantly have an erection <laughs> <laughs> but I just don't like that Max sees the card like I wish he was like consoling her like it's okay it's gonna be fine she's like oh yeah it will be and they kiss and then the camera pans down and lets the audience know that you know mm. she was being good about the whole thing like I don't get the reveal a second time. Like, well, there doesn't need to be two reveals. Yeah, I mean the problem. I don't. I don't think that that's the way you just describe it is necessarily better. I think it's I that. Well, you're saying that. Like, Mac I just don't. I like Mac not that knowing. Ma- I I don't think it matters that Mac not know. I just understand why the camera has to linger on the card twice. Right. Yeah. Like the camera doesn't need to do that. Yeah. But I don't have a problem with Mac knowing. I guess not. But I think it's like more charming. Like if you're gonna pick one or the other to linger on or to like how how to reveal it. Like have Mac find out. Or have the audience find out as, like, a little... Ah. Like, I think it's more surprising that, like, oh, the audience gets some info that Mac doesn't know. I don't know. For me, yeah. that's, like, more interesting. But. Yeah, that is that is more interesting. And that's it. And that is it. That's the whole episode. Wow. Yeah. Talking about this was weird. Because it's comedy-based, there's not much to say. Like, everything is just what they are saying. Yeah. And, like, nothing was so off-the-walls bonkers. This is definitely one of our weirder episodes. Yeah, like, like, I also... As our episodes trying to cover. I don't want to say that I don't like this episode. I actually do like this episode before we get to our rating bit. But I feel like describing funny things happen is never as funny as it is. Like, the most of this episode is carried by performances and, like... And we can't do that. And we can't do that. And it's silly dialogue and, like, I right. don't know. Uh, but, like, nothing really happens in this episode. It's no, like straight up zero happens in this episode. It's just some, like, skilly, silly slapstick comedy. Uh, but it's still fun. Yeah, I mean, this is the most successful, I think, comedy episode this show's done sure. so far. By a mile. Way better yeah. than Vendetta. Absolutely. B for Vendetta. That's right. Well, there's not a weird, serious part like there was in that one. No, there's no serious part to this. Yeah. Other than if you count Amanda ruining this guy's fucking life and then, <laughs> yeah. and then being an asshole to him as the serious part. And his life was ruined for quite some time. 107 years. Yeah. yeah. How about we learn a little bit about Kid O'Brady? Kid O'Brady. Why, why are we doing this voice for him? We hear his voice. Yeah, I don't know. I because he, he used to speak like that clearly. Kid O'Brady. That's right. He was born in 1796, according to the Watcher Chronicles, in Kilkenny, Ireland. Mm. His first death was in 1832. He was lynched for fixing a race. Oh, wow. boy. His first teacher was Rory Calhoun. His original cultural affiliation was Irish. Unique characteristic allergy to immortals <laughs> um so it's an actual allergy that's, i guess so that's kind of does funny. that mean his eyes are watering the whole time yeah it's gonna get eye drops yeah recent base of operations lexington kentucky mm. occupation horks horks horse breeder horcrux <laughs> that's right uh and his watcher is william charles snow so did those guys follow him from kentucky to china oh my god not worth it right yeah well the, the, the guy that was like Pointing Those guys never him. come back. Yeah, they never come back. He sounded English. Yeah. 
So I don't know. Why make them like white? White, yeah. Like why not have well, him I just? I think one was shit? not white, and I think one was white. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know either. Okay. So his chronicle says Double Eagle may never have won the Kentucky Derby, but she's always been a winner, winner in kit size. Oh, she didn't win. That's it. Uh, spoilers. She, yeah, she turned yeah. his luck and his life around. Off her winnings, he's been able to buy a failing horse farm just outside Lexington. Oh boy. I like that he's still struggling. And now, just two years later, he's got two of the most promising colts in the area. Oh, I see. It's not failing. He bought a failing horse farm. Uh, I read that as like he's just running a fucking. <laughs> he's just shit in the bed. Yeah, Double Eagle herself is due to foul any day now, and Kit's already had half a dozen offers for the foul, sight unseen. But he's refusing to sell. Selling Double Eagle's offspring is like selling his own child, cause it is. Cause it is. Yeah. It's, it's a centaur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mortals cannot have children, but they can with animals. They can have centaur. <laughs> this bitch is in here. <laughs> oh That's the stuff mythology is made of. Yeah. Zeus did all sorts of turn into a goose and <laughs> fuck someone. <laughs> Bull and uh, yeah. so many things. Could That's you imagine a-, a human being fucked by a goose? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it's hysterical. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, he's already trying to ensure it a place in the Kentucky Derby in 2001. Hey, I wonder how she did. Uh, it takes a lot of work to run a horse farm and even more to run it well. And if I had had to place a bet, I would have said Kit wouldn't last a week. I would have lost big time. Now I'd say he's a natural. Expect to see his silks in the winner's circle for a long time to come. Ooh. Silks? I don't know what guess that term is. of art, I guess. Clothing. Silk, Silk stockings. stockings. Ooh, USA. I don't, we don't have to lighten the mood. Do, do you want to play a game? Let's play a game. <laughs> so I'm going to call this game Casino Royale. Ooh. Ooh. So it's not explicitly Highlander related, but... So for this first round, uh, I'm going to name a quote from either the movie Casino... The movie Casino Royale or the movie Ocean's Eleven. Nice. <laughs> and you're going to tell me which one of those three movies the quote is from. Yeah. And just say your name to buzz in. Okay. And then I'll ask you your answer. So whoever buzzes in first. Okay. This is the first quote. The job's done and the bitch is dead. Kyle? Kyle. Casino. No. Right. Keith. Ocean's Eleven. No. Fuck. Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. Quote number two. This guy could fuck up a cup of coffee. Keith. Yes, Keith. Casino. Yes. Fuck. Casino is a really good movie. That is a good the first of Scorsese movies that... The first, like, 40 minutes of that movie are nonstop music, and it's amazing. Really? It's, it's awesome, yeah. Hmm. Like, the music never stops. Like, it's different songs, but, mm-hmm. like, it is purely, like... The entire soundtrack, like the soundtrack is huge. It's like four discs, but it's all in like the first 40 minutes. It's awesome. Peekaboo, you fucks you. Uh, Keith. 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 I just said you were. <laughs> he said you're right, you're right. You can buzz in for me if you'd like. Ocean's Eleven. No. Uh, Kyle, do you have a guess? It's Casino. Yes. Yeah. No way that was Casino Royale. Peekaboo, <laughs> <laughs> you fucks. He's the little Chinese guy. Keith. Okay. Ocean's Keith. I keep saying your name. <laughs> Ocean's Eleven, definitely. Yes. Yes. Keith is in the lead by one That's point. a good movie, too. All in. I have two Kyle. pair. Yes, Kyle. Casino Royale. Yes. You're tied. Round two. Is this a character from the movie Casino, Casino Royale, or Ocean's Eleven? Ooh, nice. Ace Rothstein. Keith. Yes, Keith. Casino. Yes. Fuck. Le Chief. Uh, Kyle. Kyle. Casino Royale. Yes. <laughs> I 
Why do you say your your name? <laughs> Who am I? I'm Jean Valjean. Tony Dogs. Kyle. Yes. Casino. Yes. Mr. White. Kyle. Yes. Ocean's Eleven. No. Keith. Oh. Keith. Yes. Casino Royale. Yes. yes. Ah, shit, you're right. You're still tied. Ruben Tishkoff. Keith. Yes, Keith. Ocean's Eleven. Yes. Fuck. This is the last round. Is this a casino from Ocean's Eleven? Ooh. Casino. Which I spelled Cassion. <laughs> a Casio. Casio <laughs> keyboard. Yeah, the beautiful Casio. Or Casino Royale. The Bellagio. Keith. Cut. Keith. Ocean's Eleven. Yes. Fuck. The Mirage. Keith. Yes, Keith. Uh, casino. No. Oh! Kyle. Kyle? Ocean... Or Casino Royale. No. It's Ocean's Eleven. Again, right? Yep. Damn. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Damn it. Round three. Question three. Tangier Casino. Keith. Yes, Keith. It's Casino Royale. No. Ah! Oh! Kyle. Kyle. Ocean's Eleven. The MGM Grand. Keith. Keith. Casino. Yes. Oh, wait a no. minute. No. Really? It's Ocean's it's... Eleven. Really? I didn't get a chance yep. to guess. Kyle. Oh, shit. <laughs> Ocean's Eleven. I'm going to give that to Kyle. There's one more. Okay. Casino Royale. <laughs> Kyle. Kyle. Casino Royale. Yep. Oh, my God. All right. First off, I'm an idiot for thinking. You're actually tied, and I don't have any follow-up questions. Oh, that's so. all right. Good job. No, that guys. was a great game. I liked that. Was good. That, that was, was really funny. Very. Thank you, Eamon. <laughs> thank you. Ah. Casinos. So, guys, Double Eagle. So we've mentioned before Benny Kobasa, which is Vendetta. Mm-hmm. How does ben- this stack? Vendetta. 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 Antonio Vendetta. This is a lot better. Yeah. Than Vendetta. A lot better. A lot better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's much better than Vendetta. It's still very silly. I mean, I don't know that this is going to stick with me. This is not, I don't find this very memorable. And it's certainly not memorable in the way that Highlander is memorable. It's fun. It was fun. This has, like, like much less story than this Vendetta did. This literally has no story. Yeah. Vendetta may have had too much story, but this, this is, had zero. This is just, like, a fun time with your characters right. that you like. Because you're your friends. They're like, oh, yeah. I like Amanda. I like Duncan. And oh, you see working fun. out? I think Ooh. the stuff with her and Richie is hysterical. And really hot. And really hot. She's, like, seduced Richie before. Remember the first time she meets oh, him? Or yeah. second time, like, yeah. in Paris? Like... Where she gets like the see-through umbrella, and she's also wearing like a weird rubber raincoat, mm, and always. she's like, "Oh, Richard the Lionheart! Like, are you like? I don't know. It's very it's sexual. sexual. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh boy. Yeah. She also almost like kisses him. Like she, does. she is like breathing down his it's throat like, into his mouth. <laughs> yeah, but then like, she does kiss him mm. right after. Yeah, she started touching me and yeah. saying things doing things so how about we rate this episode kyle oh. how many double eagle coins would you give this uh, two and a half two and a half all right like this episode's fun it's where i think it's worth seeing i think i got more enjoyment and entertainment out of the very silly episode that comes before it leader of the pack than i did out of this one though it's fun like it's very slapsticky way better than vendetta that's my piece hey man how many Queen of Spades would you give this? Queens? I think I'd give this three Queen of Spades. Mm. Oh, that's a I, good rating. I liked all the performances. I really liked Kit. I thought he was really good. Mm. He's mostly why I'm giving it that high. And actually, I think... He's also a very good car. Yeah. I feel like Adrian Paul's comedic acting is a lot better in this one than in other ones. Mm. Yeah, I like, think they bring something better out of him. Yeah, and Amanda's performance is very like fun and... Good, fun, and good. That's right. <laughs> I liked it, yeah. Your but second grade English teacher would be like, come up yep. with new adjectives, and <laughs> <laughs> Thesaurus. I like this one. I give it three. 
Cool. I will give this also three silver matrix coats. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Not like this. I think, like, it's Not weird like that we talked about it. Like, there, there wasn't much to, like, sink our teeth into. It's not a bad episode. Like we said, it's just it's kind of superfluous. It's fun, and yeah. I think everybody should watch it. It's not like essential, essential viewing, but I think it gives you like a warm, fuzzy feeling about the characters. It's like I'd this this that. makes you draw like draws you in. I think a little closer to everyone's relationships, and yeah, it's good to see the lighter side of Highlander. I also like somehow like all the silly episodes of Highlander. Like I feel like I like all silly episodes of you all do. TV shows. Yeah, like, you do. that's you. I'm always like, show. I always love when like Star Trek or something is like, oh, they're doing a silly episode. How do you right. feel about Lieutenant Broccoli, Keith? Ah, <laughs> Broccoli. What's that? That's Star Trek. That's a Star Trek reference. He's like uh. the buffoon guy in engineering, uh. and he turns into a spider in that one episode. Right? Oh yeah, that's that's insane. We had a lot to say about the last episode, Leader of the Pack, but they're like funny for different reasons. Like that episode was unintentionally funny. I no, think. Like, I think that, it was. In- I think some of that was intentional. You think? I don't think like, you think st- that guy's outfit is intentionally like we're gonna make a villain that you're gonna like laugh at when he appears on screen. Like I think he's supposed to be threatening, and it's, it's undercut by so over the top. Like they knew they were doing something super over the top. Yeah. I guess the question is, would it land in funny territory? But like, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm inclined to think there was a little tongue in cheek on that. Maybe a little in bit in the bitch part. Absolutely. <laughs> oh boy. Right? But like this, I mean, this accomplish yeah. this sets out and accomplishes exactly what it's planning on doing. I right? Think. Yes. That's uh, like true. I don't think there's any unintentional humor in this episode at all. But for some reason, it's weird to talk about like this thing that was meant to be funny. It's weird to like talk about that. But we you know, can't what I really mean? convey it. I don't really feel like we're yeah. we've got a great value add, right, on this one. Like I feel like leader of the pack. We had a lot to say. We could add some utility to someone's experience in viewing that episode. I think we made a couple funny jokes. I don't know what we add to people's No, there's only, like, us calling out a couple, like, logistical things, like, how did Richie get upstairs? Like, did he run? Like, or did nobody mention that Kit didn't burn the place down to Amanda? Like, that's never been brought up. Like, but there's nothing, yeah, like, we haven't added much to this. So, I don't know. It's like, this wasn't a fun one to talk about. A fun one to watch. Not a fun one to, like, you know, sit around with your family or friends and, like, dissect and... Yeah, ponder over Another you know, the one where they <laughs> mercy kill a mentally challenged person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like shit. A lot of this was improvised too. Like yeah. the sneeze. A lot of what makes this funny wasn't written. Like Amanda's accent that was right. made up on the spot. Mm. And a lot of funny jokes like whisk and quest. Mm-hmm. Like that was the result of improvisation. And those are some of my favorite parts. Yeah, those are like, good. That's your favorite character, right? Yeah, Johnny Crest. Johnny C- Crest and. <laughs> Waste Bannon. <laughs> <laughs> also your favorite toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, thanks again for joining us. It's been a blast. <laughs> why, why am I struggling it's to end these episodes? Blast. It has been a blast. It's been a blast. Join us next week as we talk about the episode Reunion. Ooh. We've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. And bye-bye. See ya. <laughs> bye-bye. My horse. What if this episode was called Queen of Spades instead of Double Eagle? It would it would be equal, <laughs> equal in <laughs> in something, valor. Something to think about. Uh, something to think about. Sure.